All right, welcome to the second ever edition of the First Baptist Church podcast. I'm glad you've joined us today. Got a special guest with us today, Mr. Alan Schantz, the Minister of Worship and Music here at First Baptist Big Spring. We're going to just talk a little bit today about what worship is, some of the challenges of leading worship, some of the thought process that goes in to that building of a worship service, and also just some general thoughts about what it means to be a believer and how we worship Christ in a manner that reflects what we're taught in Scripture. So glad you're with us today, Alan. It's good to be here. All right, let's just dive right in today. I don't see any time, uh, any any use in wasting a lot of time today. You told me each of these questions was about a 20-minute answer, and That's we're right. shooting for a 20-minute episode. So oh boy. we're going to see how we do here, but let's just jump right in. How would you define worship? Well, that's a that's a difficult question because there's so many facets, so many ways you could could think about that question. But generally, worship, uh, I guess, generally speaking, worship is anything that we do that gives glory to God. Specifically, more along the lines of what what our goal is in worship as we gather corporately. Our goal is to um, is in the same vein. Uh, to do those kinds of things that bring glory to God, whether that be music, whether it be uh, reading of scripture, uh, the preaching of God's word, we want first and foremost to give glory to God, to give him praise and adoration for uh, for who he is, for what he's done, uh, for what he promises to do through his word. Okay. So how do, how would you say that looks in the life of a believer on a Sunday morning versus during the week? Well, there is, and that, as, as I said when I began talking about the definition, there, there are really two facets, and certainly probably even more than that if you think about it, but, but we, we want to look at worship in two ways. One, corporate worship, which is what we do when we come together as a, as a church family in this place each and every Sunday morning, but then there's individual worship. Um, and that's, that's a, a big part of our daily relationship with the Lord as we spend time in his word, as we try to live lives that are pleasing to him. And that's where that, that one definition comes into play. And that is anything that we do out of a heart of love for God that brings glory to God is worship. And that can mean uh, that we give glory to God in the way we do our jobs whether they be a church job like yours and mine or a job as a school teacher or a doctor or a nurse or a lawyer uh, or uh, a cashier at Walmart. Uh, we can live lives of worship to the Lord when we, uh, when we have that as our mindset. Okay. So with that understanding, we, we, we know that it's not limited to Sunday morning, but as we as a church, First Baptist Big Spring, gathered together corporately, we understand worship in a new and, re and reinvigorated way when we do come together because there's, there's power. Scripture tells us that we're not to forsake that gathering. And Scripture also tells us some things that we are to do when we gather. And one of those things that we, that we do is we sing praises to the Lord and we reflect upon his nature. And so one of the things that we're most familiar with in corporate worship is the singing aspect of that. As, 
as we as a church here seek to give glory to God in that way, what would you say is the most important thing you want the congregation to know about worship? To me, the most important thing that, and it's maybe the most difficult thing for them to worship because it's it's um, very much the opposite of what our culture would have us believe. But but first and foremost, I want our people to understand that worship is for God. Uh, too often we we fall prey to the lie that that we come to worship for what we can get out of worship rather than what we can give to God through our worship. Um, the beauty is, though, that whenever we get things in their proper order, whenever we we come with a mindset to 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 worship the Lord, to meet the Lord, to give Him glory, to bless Him, honor Him, then the reality is most of the time, and and it's very much a scriptural thing when when we bless Him, He in turn blesses us. But worship is for Him first and foremost. How would you approach a situation or what would you encourage each church member or those that are just simply attending the church? Maybe they're visiting, maybe they're new to town, or maybe they've been a member for 50 years. What are some of the things that we should be thinking about as we walk in to a worship service on Sunday morning? How can we prepare ourselves to meet with the Lord, to give him glory like you were just talking about? Well, I, I think one of the things it certainly is that that our daily relationship with the Lord will affect how we worship on Sunday. If if we have not walked with the Lord throughout the week, then then our worship certainly won't be as meaningful uh, as it would be as if really the what we do on Sunday morning when we come together is a culmination of how we have lived our lives for the Lord throughout the week. So if, if, if we've spent time in the Word, if we've spent time in prayer, then that makes that time of worship just that much sweeter on Sunday morning and makes it that much more meaningful. And I think when, when we live our lives like that, we show up ready to worship the Lord from the minute we say, we're glad you're here, let's worship the Lord together, as opposed to a person who walks in cold off the street and, and has had no real contact with the Lord other than just living life throughout the week. And, and the, you know, it, it takes some time to warm that heart and to wake up that heart and that mind to meeting God and to hearing from God and to responding to God as he works in us uh, in our times of worship. Okay. So as we, as you, during the week, you prepare for that worship service on Sunday, I'll let you in on just a little secret here. Uh, Alan and I share a wall uh, very close to each other. Uh, and, and so, so I gets to hear some of that. <laughs> I get a little preview every now and then. And I'll let you in on a little secret right now. It, let's see, it's July the 15th. There has been a steady chorus of Christmas music going across uh, the hall here. Yeah. I strongly suggest that you would agree with this statement that you don't come in on a... Saturday night or a Thursday afternoon and begin to figure out, hey, you know what? This is what we ought to sing on Sunday. This is what I'm feeling. How how do you select music for each week's worship service? Kind of short term as well. 
and I, I let them in on a little bit of the Christmas planning. There's some other things are are much further out. So how's that process work in preparing worship? Well, I guess probably the first thing that I would say is is I don't sit down and say, oh, here's my favorite song or my favorite songs or, oh, here's the latest and greatest. We need to do the latest, latest and greatest. Um, I try to be very thoughtful in my approach to worship planning. Um, the place that I typically start is I want to find out what the pastor is preaching. Um, if if I can do songs that re reinforce the pastor's uh, sermon topic, then I try to do that when I can. That isn't always possible. There's plenty of biblical subjects that there's not much written as far as uh, as far as songs of worship. But if I know that at least most of the time, the at least the last couple of songs that we sing, I, I try to gear toward that. That like I say that doesn't always work. But but I do often take a thematic approach to to our songs in worship. I try to also keep in mind uh, who our congregation is. You know, as I as I stand on the platform week in and week out and look into the faces of the people who are there, uh, I, I try to keep in mind who those folks are. I try to keep in mind who who we need to be as a church, how, how we can uh, be at least somewhat outreach minded into, into what uh, uh, or who a visitor in our congregation might be. Uh, I, I try to keep in mind the spectrum of song types. Uh, in other words, everything from, uh, you know, a, a a song that was written in the fifth century to songs that were written in the last six months and the, the different styles and those kinds of things uh, that are available. Um, I have to keep in mind uh, what our musicians can do, uh, what, you know, the, the limitations, although we, we aren't very limited, we can do pretty much whatever we want to do musically but I certainly have to keep that in mind. Then there, there are other musical considerations that I, uh, that I have to keep in mind as far as, you know, ranges of songs, are the notes too low, are the notes too high, uh, are the ranges too wide, how do the keys of the songs work? There's a lot that goes into it, a lot more certainly I'm sure than meets the eye. It's, as I said, it's more than just sitting down and saying, ooh, I like that song. Right. Uh, uh, so, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, I know a lot of times I'll come in and on Thursday and I'll get the lyrics ready for the live stream. And I already know what Mark is going to preach on based on some of the things that you have uh, spent time getting ready that week. I'll say, well, Mark must be preaching on grace this week because we're singing several right. songs yeah. that are on that on that topic. And that's that's great insight as we try to navigate that. And so I think it's really important that that we understand that it isn't uh, just a haphazard process that just just happens. Uh, these things have been thought out uh, in order to draw you in as the the one that's participating in the worship mm -hmm. in order to bring all those things together so that uh, the opportunity right. exists for everyone to worship on a particular Sunday. Uh, ultimately, our attitude towards worship 
is based on how we come into the room, like you were talking about earlier, how we've prepared ourselves. But there are a lot of things that that you and Mark as well can, and us as well as, as other church staff can do in order to facilitate some of those things. Sure. We can't force anyone to worship, but we can certainly provide an environment where that can where that can happen. Let so. me add one other thing, I guess, to that that just kind of came to mind as we wrap that up. The other thing, one other thing that I certainly have to keep in mind is is the the content of the songs. Uh, there are a lot of songs that I listen to on Christian radio, and I think, oh, that is that is just absolutely a great song. But because of maybe some of the wording, uh, just just little subtle kinds of things, as I listen to it, I say that's a great song for the radio, but it's not a great song for corporate worship at First Baptist Church. And certainly, um, you know, I always want our our content to be biblically and theologically sound. Sure. And, and if it's not, it's not. We're just not going to sing it. Right. What? What do you think worship music in particular can teach us that things like the spoken word can't? And let me give you a couple of examples of, of things that are spoken and not sung. That would be anything from a sermon to reading your Bible on your own, reading your Bible out loud, even Bible reading during the, ser- during the service, or a small group Bible study like Sunday school or a women's Bible study. What are some things that music in particular can teach us that may be much more difficult to learn from spoken words? Well, I, I think I'm not sure that it that there's more that that music can do, but music is certainly is a is a wonderful aid for discipleship. We learn a lot of scripture through what we see. Uh, we don't realize it often. But, you know, the Bible says, thy word have I hid in my heart. And, and one of the ways that we hide his word in our heart is through the songs that we sing. And, and I know, and I, I've shared this in our time of worship, that, that often, you know, like times of crisis that we're in right now, um, you know, at different points in time, you know, a song will come back. And that song, while being very scriptural, isn't, isn't word for word scripture, but that song ministers to me. But also music can, I think, I think music in corporate worship, we can learn a lot from it as we see something that we can do together. I love, I love to look out across our congregation on Sunday morning and seeing people of all ages singing every song, whether it's, whether it's a hymn or a, or a new worship song or, or everything in between arrangements of, of, old hymns and hymns with new choruses added and, and, you know, all of those things. And to see, regardless of their age, they're saying, this is bringing glory to God. So I'm going to sing it. And it may not be my favorite, but you know what? In humility, I'm going to defer to my younger brother or sister over here who loves this song. And I, I enjoy seeing them um, engaged as they, as they sing that song. So, so it, it's the beauty of music together is, is the beauty of what the church can be together, too. When we come together and we, we defer to one another, as it, as it says in Philippians 2, to, to um, you know, join our brothers and sisters in doing something together that we can't do by ourselves. So 
there, there's a lot of different things we can learn from it. Uh, I think music ministers to us in ways often that no other thing can. Um, you know, I, I, I know very often I've, I've sung it. I don't know how many funerals over 30 plus years of ministry. And when you talk to people about a funeral that's taken place in the past, they really often don't remember what the preacher said, but they remember the songs that right. were sung. And, and I know I'm the same way in my life as I look back on some of those times. So there's, there's just a uniqueness to what music can do as it, as it nurtures us and as it, as it ministers to us, as it, as it helps us grow in our relationship as we learn about the Lord. And sometimes I think we can remember things that have a tune or musically more so. A couple of weeks ago, sure. I was looking back at some old videos and submerged VBS songs came on and um, I was hesitant to play them for my children, not getting them stuck in their head and singing them constantly right. again. Yeah. But then I'm reminded that as they sung those VBS songs, they were they, they learned. Yeah, they learned they the truth of the, the theme that week right. and, and things about Jesus. And that that's important. And that's not limited to children, uh, certainly. Right, that's exactly right. So, well, just one other thing before we wrap up today. What What's the biggest change you've seen in your years of ministry, particularly related to worship? I, I think the biggest change is, is um, I guess, well, when I, when I started as a college student, I think my first church ministry experience I was a sophomore in college so I was maybe 19 years old and that consisted my worship planning consisted of getting out a Baptist hymnal and going through and picking three or four hymns and an invitation song and that was it that was worship planning we, we did everything the same way same way week in and week out and it just it consisted of that today as I plan worship I draw from lots and lots of different sources our latest Baptist hymnal has uh, was published in 2008, and it had probably 700 titles, seven, a little over 700 titles in it. Well, that now is a virtual hymnal, and there's probably close to 2,000 titles in it now. And that they just continue to add to that. So, so the 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 availability of material, and and the 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 proliferation, I guess, for the lack of a better word, of, of songs is, is so far beyond anything uh, that I experienced in my early years of ministry. That's probably the first thing. And then the second thing probably would be the, the uh, real emphasis on, on worship and on the role of music in worship. Um, Again, when I started, the, the the music was just a prelude to the preacher. You know, we just did, we just did music because that's why we did music. Right. And the important thing, the most important thing, was the preaching and and uh, singing just as I am and 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 uh, hoping the aisles were flooded. Uh, but now, you know, our emphasis is we've come to meet the Lord. We've come to 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 give Him glory, as I said to to honor him for, for all that he's done for us, for all that he promises to do, for, for who he is. And I, I think that's a wonderful thing. I, I think that's as it should be, is a, is a real biblical emphasis on, on worship. And what do you see, kind of put your, put your eyes out into the future here, what do you see as the biggest change or challenge for the local church, not just First Baptist Big Spring, but, but lots of local churches in our, 
in our country and around the world, what do you see as the biggest challenge that's going to be facing us in the next five or so years? Well, I, I would have said this, I think, before the, the coronavirus and, and all of the, the stuff that we're going through right now. And I, and I think it probably still is the case, although I, don't, I think things have dramatically sped up. But I think I still think the the uh, the real crucial um, I don't even know quite what the word is, but but it, it's the people's willingness to give of their time in service, particularly service to the church, in things like playing in a in a band or singing in a praise team or singing in a choir or playing a handbell in a handbell group, all of the more traditional kinds of music ministry kinds of things. I, I think people are going to be less and less willing to give time to those kinds of things. So unfortunately, I think some of those things are going to go away. And truthfully, in many churches, those things have already gone away. Uh, so we're going to have to, we're going to have to really decide, okay, what's, what's really the most important um, and then pour all of the energy we can into that and pray that, that, well, and I think I think we have to decide, okay, Lord, is this what you want us to do? And if so, Lord, then you're going to have to provide the people to make it happen. And I can say that I, I that has been a, I think has been an issue for a long time. I think it becomes a greater issue uh, and it is even, even a big, and I, I think it's kind of been sped up as we've, as we've come through this or coming through this coronavirus thing. But I think it will, will be a great issue in the future and uh, and we're we're really going to have to to make some difficult decisions about what now is valid and what are we just going to have to let go. Sure. And it's it's tough for an old guy like me who who grew up in all of the traditional music ministry kinds of things and uh, would saw the value in those and and still see the value in them, but yet realize that it it their day may have come and gone. Sure. So. Anyway, that, I, I think that I, I really see that as, as kind of where we're at now. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up here today? I can't think of anything right now. All right. Well, we're glad you've joined us today. Uh, thanks, Alan, for, for taking some time to, to talk about worship. I'm looking forward to uh, some more episodes like this. I'm going to post this pretty soon here. I haven't asked Pastor Mark if he joined in, but I'm going to go ahead and announce that one day he will. And so now that it's going to be out on the World Wide Web and you can download it to various smartphones, podcasting services, we'll get Mark on and have him talk about some different topics. Look forward to some more episodes next week. But again, we'd love to have you share this with your friends. You can access it on the church website. And we'll put that on a scrolling banner across the front page. You can subscribe to it on Anchor as well as some other services right now. Apple Podcasts will be coming soon, and that'll be available on all those formats. And we look forward to making this a new resource for First Baptist Big Spring. But thanks for joining us today. Hope you have a great afternoon and appreciate you joining us.